Coffee with Corey. And I'm here with my dad. We're talking about the Day of Atonement. And you've just been explaining, you know, this weekend. It's coming up Sunday night until Monday night. Just how to fast, how to pray, how to get ready to just experience God in this way. And the wonderful thing about the Day of Atonement is it teaches us or helps us understand the book of Revelation, which is a somewhat complicated. In fact, Revelation 4, it's like, what did I just get into? It says this, And before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around about the throne were four living creatures. Now, check these out. Full of eyes in front and behind. Now, imagine seeing a creature who has nothing but eyes. And the first living creature was like a lion which is scary. Second living creature was like a calf, and the third living creature had the face like a man, and the fourth living creature was (laughs) like a flying eagle. It's like, what in the world? I was complaining because I had to kill a roach this morning, so (laughs) I don't think I could take all that. (laughs) I had to kill a moth. It scared the daylights out of me. (laughs) A moth? It did, but it just, you know, jumped out of anywhere. And the four living creatures each had (laughs) And each of them six wings about them, and they were full of eyes within, and they do not rest day and night, but saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So these are some strange looking creatures, and what in the world? Well, these living creatures are the same as the ones that accompanied the Lord when he took Ezekiel to examine God's people. He said to me, Son of man, do you see what they are doing? Go in and see. Well, the creature are full of eyes because they're involved in the judgment. Jewish tradition holds that the faces of these four creatures were the same as those on the standards or flags of the four leader tribes of Israel as they camped around the sanctuary in the wilderness. So you're looking again because the tabernacle is designed to be like the one in heaven. So we can look at the one here and see And now that we have the the look at the picture in Revelation, you now have to go, okay, so what in the world is going on in heaven? So the Levites camped in the middle around the sanctuary while the tribes were camped around in four groups of three tribes each. Each leader tribe had a standard. The lion was Judah, the face of the lion. The man was Reuben. The ox or calf was Ephraim. And the eagle was Dan. These are probably spiritual rather than physical tribes since the literal tribes were scattered and lost. But each creature in symbolic symbolizes a special characteristic of of God. So think about the lion. It represents his power and sovereignty. The calf or the ox, it's his self-sacrificing mercy. The man literally symbolizes his righteousness because Christ became a man. Jesus put on flesh. The eagle represents his swift justice. In Revelation, the creatures are each depicted with one face, but Ezekiel saw that each creature actually had all four of the faces reflecting the eternal attributes of God. So let's talk about these tribes. The four tribes, Judah was always on the east. It was the tribe of worship, intercession, and the kings. The first living creature who is like a lion is a mighty angel who presides over the judgment of those who are of the spiritual tribe of Judah. Ephraim to the west. Ephraim became the leader in the idolatry of Israel. Jeroboam was an Ephraimite and made two golden calves to be their gods, set them up in Bethel and Dan. Ephraim's standard is the calf or ox, which should symbolize strength, submission, and sacrifice. But as Ephraim departed from the Lord, he was associated with calf worship. He symbolizes those who claim to be Christians, but because they mix the true with the false, they're actually idolaters. Ephraim is not included on the list of the tribes that make up the 144,000. That's important. 
Reuben to the south. The south was considered to be the land of Egypt, where God's people went to find salvation from famine in the days of Jacob and Joseph, but ended up as captive slaves. Reuben was the firstborn, but he lost his birthright when he slept with his father's concubine. Now, his standard is the man who was created in the image of God, the first Adam, the second Adam. But under the influence of sin, man became the symbol of spiritual weakness and failure. See, he tried to intercede for Joseph when the other brothers wanted to kill him, but his intervention was weak and ineffective. Reuben seems to represent those who are just barely making it into the kingdom. Uh, Deuteronomy 33 says, let Reuben live and not die. So not one you want to be. Dan to the north. North was the direction of the great enemies of God's people who conquered and scattered them. Syria, Assyria, especially Babylon. Early in the time of the judges, Dan separated himself from the other tribes of Israel in the far north, and his territory was known as a center for idolatry. His standard is the eagle. You know, the eagle should symbolize justice and protection, but under influence of sin, it came to represent the enemies of God's people who attack and destroy them. It says in Genesis 49, Dan shall be a serpent by the way, a viper by the path that bites the horse's heels so that his rider shall fall backwards. And Dan's name is not on the list of the tribes included in the 144,000 either. The days of awe and the day of atonement are times for looking inward in repentance so that one's name is written in the book of life. These four tribes represent the four types of Christians evaluated in the final judgment. The strong, the faithful Christians, the lion. The false Christians were actually idolaters, the calf. Weak Christians, the man. And so-called Christians who are actually enemies of Christ and his people. That's the eagle. So be mindful. You may be friends or in relationship or in church with all four. Praise to the Creator. Uh, the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sat on the throne, who lived forever and ever. That's in Revelation 4.9. Their primary theme is the holiness of God, and they make sure that there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. All right, so that's the breakdown of Revelation. Next, two more breaks. We're going to step into prophecy. We're going to look into what happened during the days of awe. These last, well, we haven't gone all 10 yet, but the last eight days. What's the two? I'm going to pull out two significant things that happened and what that means.